O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me unto thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O oh, come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 142 and 143, on page 518. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, yea, even unto the Lord did I make my supplication. I poured out my complaints before him, and showed him of my trouble. When my spirit was in heaviness, thou knewest my path. In the way wherein I walked, have they privily laid a snare for me. I looked also upon my right hand, and saw there was no man that would know me. I had no place to flee unto, and no man cared for my soul. I cried unto thee, O Lord, and said, Thou art my hope, and my portion in the land of the living. Consider my complaint, for I am brought very low. O deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison, that I may give thanks unto thy name. Which thing, if thou wilt grant me, then shall the righteous resort unto my company. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and consider my desire. Hearken unto me for thy truth and righteousness' sake. And enter not into judgment with thy servant, for in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul, he hath smitten my life down to the ground, he hath laid me in the darkness, as the men that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit vexed within me, and my heart within me is desolate. Yet do I remember the time past, I muse upon all thy works, yea, I exercise myself in the works of thy hands. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul gaspeth unto thee as a thirsty land. 
Hear me, O Lord, and that soon, for my spirit waxeth faint. Hide not thy face from me, lest I be unlike like unto them that go down into the pit. O let me hear thy loving kindness betimes in the morning, for in thee is my trust. Show thou me the way that I should walk in, for I lift up my soul unto thee. Deliver me, O Lord, from mine enemies, for I flee unto thee to hide me. Teach me to do the thing that pleases thee, for thou art my God. Let thy loving spirit lead me forth into the land of righteousness. Quicken me, O Lord, for thy name's sake, and for thy righteousness' sake bring my soul out of trouble. And of thy goodness slay mine enemies, and destroy all them that vex my soul, for I am thy servant. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of the book of Joel. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. They have cast lots for my people, have given a boy as payment for a harlot, and sold a girl for wine that they may drink. Indeed, what have you done to me, O Tyre and Sidon, and all the coasts of Philistia? Will you retaliate against me? But if you retaliate against me, swiftly and speedily I will return your retaliation upon your own head, because you have taken my silver and my gold, and have carried into your temples my prized possessions. Also the people of Judah and the people of Jerusalem you have sold to the Greeks, that you may remove them far from their borders. Behold, I will raise them out of the place to which you have sold them, and will return your retaliation upon your own head. I will sell your sons and your daughters into the hands of the people of Judah, and they will sell them to the Sabaeans, to a people far off. For the Lord has spoken. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter <clears throat> of the second epistle of Peter. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of a reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, 
and of, com and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the, the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with great noise, and, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Stir up, we beseech thee, O Lord, the wills of thy faithful people, that they, plenteously bringing forth the fruit of good works, may by thee be plenteously rewarded. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, at all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Joel, it, it's interesting to follow because it highlights all of the essential themes of of redemption uh, that, that God provides for his people. We, we started out with the plague that was afflicting God's people, and they were overwhelmed by it. And then we had the call to repent uh, and turn back to God, which um, results in, uh, you know, God's hearing, blessing, restoring his blessing to his people. And we had the prophecy of, of, of Pentecost, <clears throat> that will pour out his spirit on all flesh. And then, um, and, 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 and the, his, you know, all the, the, the spirit will fill the whole community. And then today we have um, judgment on the enemies. And this is the idea that even in New Testament period, Israel is looking for God to vindicate her and judge against all of the <clears throat> the pagan nation that surrounded her most clearly Rome. That was what, say, the Pharisees wanted. And this is the thematic, um, you know, sense of of really all of the the promises. And so, um, what happens as it as it actually unfolds in the New Testament is a a narrative shift that I think you know is it takes a little time to kind of get one's arms around. So the idea was that. God would vindicate his people and judge the enemies. And of course, the enemies were seen as the Romans. And, and, and yet when we actually get to the New Testament, and especially this is significant for Joel because Joel has this prophecy, this um, Pentecost prophecy that, um, that when God sent his son, the Messiah, to his people, his own rejected him. And uh, in, in line with the prophecy we had, uh, we talked about yesterday, was spirit was poured out on a remnant that was saved, and the remnant is justified, and judgment comes on those who, who opposed him. And so the, the sort of narrative shift that occurs in the New Testament is that 
judgment actually comes on God's own unfaithful covenant people in the first instance. And um, the, the, the shift in terms of Joel, where, where we're going to judge all the, all the, uh, the, the nations, is the first instance uh, of, of the manifestation of salvation is that there's forgiveness. Um, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. <clears throat> and the gospel goes out to the Gentiles. And judgment on the world then comes at the very end of time when God will gather all nations to himself. Because before, in the Old Testament, the covenant was with Israel. And this is why New Testament Israel is judged severely because he had a covenant with them. And, and when, they, when they rejected the fulfillment of that covenant, the Messiah, the, the day of the Lord came in A.D. 70. The temple was destroyed and it was the end of the old covenant age. Then the new covenant age, which, which comprises the last days, is now, and the gospel goes out to the entire world. And once the entire world hears the gospel, or people hear, now they're culpable. And when the Lord comes to the end of time to judge, then the whole world can be held to the, to the, to the standard of covenant faithfulness. Now, this helps us to understand a little bit of, of the passage from Peter which is a little bit discon, you know, I mean, it, it's um, apocalyptic in the sense that he says that the um, heavens will pass away with the great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. And a lot of times people think this is a dissolving of the physical creation. But this, this, this language, the elements, the stoicheia in Greek, really doesn't just refer to atoms and, and molecules, but refers to the, the, the sort of thing that holds the creation together. And in a New Testament immediate context, um, the temple in Jerusalem symbolized the elements that, that bound uh, Israel to God and in that covenant relationship with God, therefore bound the whole creation together. So there's a sense in which the day of the Lord coming in the New Testament era is the dissolving of that old covenant stuff, the stuff of creation, the old covenant, and the temple is destroyed, and then there's a new heavens and a new earth, which is on one level, the one in which we already live, in which we're interacting with God through the new covenant in Christ, and righteousness dwells in the church. And of course, this looks for a completion of the covenant at the end of time, and our Lord will come and complete his new creation. But it's important to understand that, that the completion of new creation does not mean the complete destruction of, of like the beautiful earth, but is the completing of what he's begun in Christ. And so uh, that's helpful to look at that language. I'm not even sure that the New Testament writers completely understood how these prophecies would be would be carried out, but it makes a lot more sense of the New Testament if, if they, they expect this imminent day of the Lord and it came. It came when the Romans invaded Jerusalem, destroyed the temple in AD 70, and out of that destruction came that the New Testament church was saved, uh, that they had fled Jerusalem. And now that was now we're in the new covenant uh, age, the last days. And as St. Peter says, there'll be scoffers who say, well, where is he? Where is this coming? Where's the promises coming? You know, we're, you, we've been here for 2000 years since Jesus came. Where is the second coming? And, and the reality is it, it is coming. We hold on to the promise. We already live in the new creation and his covenant relationship with Christ. And we're waiting for him to come and complete that creation. So it, uh, to sort of summarize the point, Joel has 
you know, the people in need, their repentance, their salvation and judgment on the nations. This is portrayed, this is fulfilled in the New Testament with repentance and faith leading to the new covenant in Christ. In the first instance, judgment comes on those who opposed him, which was God's unfaithful old covenant people. Now there's this era of what we might call jubilee, where where God calls everyone to repent. At the end of that, then there'll be judgment on 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 the nations who can now be held accountable because the gospel has gone out into the, all the world. And in any event, the message for us is that um, uh, we live in the new creation. We live in this relationship with God. We hold fast to that because he will come, whether we live or die to see it, that creation we completed in us and in the world, and we, we wait for that. Uh, and we don't pay attention to the world that doesn't believe and, and are scoffers and say, when's he coming? So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Deacon John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you.